baby bus. Around the world in 80 days. Episode 2. Trip around the world begins. Mr. Fogg, there's big trouble. Mr. Fogg had just stepped inside the door of the Reform Club when he saw three figures rushing frantically toward him. It was Mr. Fogg's whist partners. There was an engineer with a huge beard, a brewer with a protruding beer belly, and a banker wearing a gold watch. Are you trying to tell me the news about the Bank of England theft? Mr. Fogg looked at them calmly. You already know about it? Let's talk about it over a game of cards. The card game was set up very quickly. Does anyone know the specific amount stolen this time? I heard that it is 55,000 pounds. That is concrete. It is a huge number. Enough to buy dozens of gold watches like the one I'm wearing. The banker waved his hand, showing the glittering gold watch on his wrist. Well, this watch of mine... The banker was about to boast about his gold watch when he was suddenly interrupted by a loud snoring sound. It was the brewer who had fallen asleep as the banker spoke. He was even drooling and a puddle was forming on the card table, soaking the cards. Hey, wake up! The engineer poked the brewer a couple of times. The brewer sat up with a start. What happened? Is the card game over? We just started. It's your turn. I wonder what this thief looks like. He must be fierce looking. No, just the opposite. The newspapers said that he's a gentleman like us. A gentleman? That's impossible! This thief really is a gentleman-like fellow. We've already been informed of his physical features. He's now like my gold watch. He has nowhere to hide. The banker waved his hand again. I believe he will be caught soon. The engineer shook his head. I don't think it'll be that simple. He must have already escaped. The world is so big, it wouldn't be easy to find him. I don't think it's that difficult. You know, the world has become smaller. Uh, I... I agree with Mr. Fogg's view. <laughs> Sir, wake up. It's your turn to shuffle the cards. Mr. Fogg tossed the cards to the brewer. The brewer shuffled the cards on his big belly. You said the world has become smaller? Are you joking? I understand what Mr. Fogg means. To take a trip around the world once only takes three months now. Ten times faster than the same trip would have taken a hundred years ago. Actually, it now only takes 80 days. What? 80 days? The engineer, the banker, and the drowsy brewer cried out in shock, their voices all in unison. Mr. Fogg's expression remained unchanged. From London to Suez, seven days. From Suez to Bombay, 13 days. From Bombay to Calcutta, three days. From Calcutta to Hong Kong, 13 days. From Hong Kong to Yokohama, six days. From Yokohama to San Francisco, 22 days. From San Francisco to New York, seven days. From New York to London, nine days. And that's exactly 80 days. But you could meet with stormy weather and other accidents on the way. Not to mention the scary bandits. They'll rob travelers. No matter what happened, 80 days would be enough. How are you going to prove it? The engineer stood up excitedly. I can give it a try myself. What? what? You, you want, want to take, to a, take trip a trip around, around the world, world in 80 days? 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 
the engineer, the banker, and the brewer cried out in shock once again. At that time, there were no airplanes. To take a trip around the world in 80 days was an almost impossible task. You aren't trying to catch the thief, are you? I heard that the person who catches the thief will be rewarded by the government of England with a huge sum of money. No, I'm not going to catch the thief, but only to prove that 80 days is enough to take a trip around the world. We can make a bet. I have a deposit of 20,000 pounds in the bank. I'll use that as my wager. Today is Wednesday, October 2nd. After 80 days then, when I return to London, it should be Saturday at 8.45 p.m. on December 21st. The engineer, the banker, and the brewer looked at one another. All right, it's a deal. At the time when Mr. Fogg and his whist partners were setting up this big bet, at the villa in Burlington Gardens, Passepartout was staring excitedly at a chart in his hands. On the chart was written Mr. Fogg's daily schedule. Mr. Fogg's daily schedule is so simple. He doesn't take trips, but just does the same thing every day. He's like a machine. Nothing is more relaxed than caring for a machine. <laughs> what I desire most now is a stable life, not having to rush here and there with my master. <laughs> Mr. Fogg really is the perfect master. <laughs> Passepartout was overjoyed and couldn't help but break into a dance. He danced the somersault dance he made up when he worked at the circus. He could write 26 English letters while doing somersaults. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, see how I write the letters of the alphabet in one minute. When he had finally written the 26th letter, he turned around and jumped in fright. He didn't know when the door of the house had opened. Mr. Fogg stood at the door, staring at him silently. Ah! Mr. Mr. Fogg, when did you come home? When you wrote the letter E. Passepartout's face became as red as an apple. Sir, I, I'm, I'm very sorry, I... No need to apologize. Your dance was very amusing. Sir, didn't you plan to come home at 12? Why did you come home early? Because we're going on a trip at once. We're taking a trip around the world in 80 days. Oh, I see. Huh? Passepartout's jaw dropped in shock. Go pack some clothes and a pair of shoes. Then we'll set off. We'll buy everything else along the way. Passepartout was stunned for a moment. But then he turned around to pack the suitcases. He followed Mr. Fogg out the door and came to himself only after they had boarded the train. Oh, dear, I thought Mr. Fogg didn't like to travel. Why does he suddenly want to travel and for as long as 80 days? Passepartout frowned, but couldn't figure it out. But very soon, another troublesome matter came to his mind, and he cried out in despair. Oh, no! I left the house in a haste, and I forgot to turn off the gas! It's all right, young fellow. Mr. Fogg answered coldly. I'll remember to put the gas charges on your account. The sound of the chugging train accompanied Passepartout's despairing cries. Choo-choo! The train started to move, spitting out white smoke as it chugged into the distance. 
the grand voyage had begun. <laughs>